Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. All right. God bless everybody for being here. What a move of God. Wow. Man. That's not by accident. It's not orchestrated. It's not manufactured. But he dwells in the midst of his people. And worship is his invitation from the portals of heaven. And when you step into the flow, that's where the spirit and the miraculous and the miracles and the supernatural takes place. And I believe Pastor Mark, when God spoke through him, I believe with Brother Blair, another minister here, he spoke that unscripted scripture wasn't planned that God wants to change and restore and perfect some areas in everybody's life watch me now that want to be changed well who doesn't want to be changed change takes effort change hurts change takes a change of routine so it's not that people do not want to be changed it's that they don't want to make the effort to be changed and so thank God for the nudging of the spirit we are a spirit filled church I make no apologies about that I won't be rude I won't be obnoxious but we do rely on the spirit and I am nothing without the spirit I become a lecturer my message becomes a dissertation that you could get at a college campus, just a different subject matter. But no, this is the anointed atmosphere of God where all of us lean into the Spirit of God. And we find ourselves this morning, whether you're streaming online or you're here in person, you find yourself in the Holy of Holies because God wants to make a difference in your life. And I want Him to make a difference in my life. Long term, sustainable difference. So to that, I say welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad that you are here. Things have been changing rapidly. This is the month of March, and we are one year into, I would say, the pandemic as we know it. Our last service pre-pandemic was March 15th. And as I follow the news... I know multiple states are opening up with zero restrictions. We live in California. I don't want to be too political, so I'll just move on and say we live in California. Although I love California. I love Temecula. And tomorrow, I'm going to send out, a church office is going to send out for me a survey. As we move forward, God needs to give us wisdom. I think there's a balance somewhere in the middle between wisdom and faith. Maybe we could back up a little bit. Stupidity, wisdom, and faith. But that sounds hard, so let's just go with wisdom and faith. And as I try to navigate to move this church forward in the climate of a pandemic, I saw on the news that it said, 
if my memory is correct, one third of the American population has received at least one shot of the vaccine, their first dosage. Those that are taking Johnson and Johnson, that would complete theirs. So at this point, a hundred million people have received the vaccine. So as we move forward, I want you to be queued up for a, a survey tomorrow that will only ask about four questions to help me gauge and help our staff gauge what's the next step for us as far as opening up to worship in person. I'm going to use this term to get back to the good old days. The way it used to be. When we were running easily over 300. So I need wisdom. What's the next step for us? How do we move forward to accommodate the wonderful saints of this church and new people. I believe this, okay, that the American church is going to catapult people into a whole nother level that they've been absent from the last year and even church-going people that have craved a mighty move of God and to get past the streaming and to get past the self-quarantining and to get past the isolation and to get back to where I can just feel the Spirit of God every week. And that's what kept me all these years. I think there's a groundswell of people saying, you know what, I need a fresh anointing. I want to hear the voice of God. I'm tired of the last year. I need a brand new year. And for me as a pastor, I need to be sensitive to move all of us forward. I, I understand everybody has different opinions about the vaccine, about the pandemic, about masks, and a bunch of other stuff. So what is right for us? I'm asking God to give me wisdom as he gave Solomon in the Old Testament. And that you would pray that God give him wisdom to what is our next step back to normalcy. So again, tomorrow you'll get an email. If, you're not, if your email is not registered at the church here, please fill out a connect card at the connect table when you leave. Sometime tomorrow, four or five little, it's just, you're just going to click one of them. It's going to take a whole three seconds of your time. But I'm going to take this data. The survey's anonymous. I'm going to take this information and I'm going to pray it through in the Holy of Holies and ask God to tell me, what's the pulse of our church? You see, here's the challenge, Kate. Okay? I'm trying to move us forward. We're going to have an amazing weekend. But I, I'm wondering what's the heartbeat of every one of us about where we are today. Some will say, man, let's just have church, throw away masks. Do what you got to do. Have three services. Praise God. And some are going to say, I'm not comfortable. I'm still streaming. And there's probably 100, 319 people in the middle. Well, I don't know where the middle is. but God's going to show me. And so I'm excited to get back to some normalcy. Yes, I am. I'm excited to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm excited. Not the question is, who's your one? I want to ask someday, who's your 10? Who's your 20? Who's your 30? And watch what God does with the American church in the apostolic arena. Because why? Because God's going to restore everything that's been lost Everything that's died out, everything that's shriveled up, everybody that's been weak, God's going to restore that and put it all back together, watch me now, for a healthy church in America. And I want to be a part of that. And I want you to be a part of that. Amen. God bless you. Can you stand with me this morning?
The Gospel according to John. Just to mess with your theology a little bit and to push your buttons, I'm going to be reading from the easy-to-read version. Why do you do that, Pastor? Because it's easy to read. Come on. I don't take my salvation from it. I don't take my doctrine from it, but I, I take stories from it. And it's in some 21st century vernacular. John chapter 4, verse 7. A Samaritan woman came to the well to get some water. And Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. This happened while his followers were in town buying some food. The woman said, I am surprised that you asked me for a drink. You are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. Jesus answered, you don't know what God can give you. And you don't know who I am, the one who asked you for a drink. If you knew, you would ask me, and I would give you living, I would have given you living water. The woman said, sir, where will you get that living water? The, li the well is deep, and you have nothing to get the water with. Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? He is the one who gave us this well. He drank from it himself, and his sons and all his animals drank from it too. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But everyone who drinks the water that I will give will never thirst again. The water I give people will be like a, stream, excuse me, a spring flowing inside of them. It will bring them eternal life. This is the backstory as what we would call the woman at the well. I'm going to preach to you this morning with the help of the Lord on this subject. Who's your one? Who's your one? Heavenly Father, again, I come humbly before the throne. Asking God that my flesh and my humanity would step aside and that you would articulate through me that you would bring us revelation that you would bring anointing you would bring clarity you would bring affirmation to every hearer of this message be it in person or online I pray God that there are no distractions that we will focus we will sit very carefully and quietly into the presence of God and that we will hear a word that is only coming from you let this be so in this church today if you receive the prayer could someone shout back amen Amen and amen. God bless you. As you put your hands together, you can be seated. Who your one? A while back, a father and his son were out for a walk in a farmer's field in northern England. The son had brought a metal detector with him, and all of a sudden, it started to squeal and to cling. They decided to dig up whatever was buried, and what they had brought out of the ground was a metal bowl that turned out to be over a 1,000 years old, buried by the Vikings. And it was filled with over 600 gold and silver coins. They thought they were out for just a normal afternoon walk, but they ended up finding the greatest treasure that day. Our story is similar. It's the tale of a woman who went out on a normal day's activity to get some water at the whale. And yet she found more than she expected more than just silver and gold coins. This woman found eternal life. In the same way, perhaps you thought today was just another normal church day. 
But God may have something more in mind for you today. But I want to challenge you as we live our lives over the next two weeks to think about something that is more than normal in your schedule. Easter is 14 days from today. My assignment this morning is to challenge you. Who is your one? That one that you will bring in two weeks. That one that you will invite in two weeks. That one that you will befriend in two weeks. To celebrate Easter. To have a time together that they can meet some amazing people that will take place this Easter weekend. The Easter weekend will start on Saturday with a free outdoor concert. And it's already been mentioned about train rides and pony rides and cotton candy and all kinds of great things. What is the purpose of that? We are creating, creating a whale environment and atmosphere to you to bring someone to the whale, that they can come in contact with Almighty God. Maybe somebody that you know has been hurting. Maybe somebody that you know has been depressed during a pandemic. But I want to preach to this church this morning and those that are watching online. You must find your one or your two or your three because we serve a great God that can bring happiness and that can bring joy and that can bring everlasting life. But we're going to introduce them to God at the whale, not at the whale of the Old Testament. Not like you would see a woman there getting water, but we're going to introduce them to Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yes, right here in Old Town Temecula on a Saturday in the parking lot, on a Sunday morning in the house of God. I'm expecting that God will show up and touch your friend or your neighbor or your family or a co-worker or somebody that you have invited and you've reached out and said, hey, I know who my one is. Did you ever wonder why Rebecca met Abraham's servant at the well? The women would go up to draw water as Abraham's servant to draw water for his camels. Yes, but God planned the encounter from the beginning. I believe that there are people in your life that God is planning an encounter for the next 14 days. That, that encounter would take place, and it's not just going to be a normal two weeks. It's something that we are leading up to with anticipation and it's strategic and it's on purpose and it's done with faith that there is somebody in your life. There are several people in my life that I have been working diligently on and that I will hone in on the next two weeks to get them here for an Easter weekend. What are you doing, pastor? I'm creating a whale experience, a woman at the whale, a family at the whale, a dad at the whale, a co-worker at the whale. Why? Because whatever they have in their life, I know if I can meet them at the whale i know if i can lead him to the whale that jesus and the spirit of god mm. what am i trying to do well the mark i'm trying to broker a deal between them and god i'm trying to parlay some relationship that maybe they don't know how to find their way to the whale maybe they don't know how the whale works they don't know how this all plays out. Again, just a normal day like you see the woman on the screen going to get water for her family. Perhaps her kids are down at home doing something. Perhaps her husband is in the field laboring and she's getting water for supper that night. She's got to boil it. She's got to cook the food. She's got to purify the water. She's out doing her job. And it was just a normal day like you see on the screen that when that woman left her house, now, please understand, I'll try to keep this G-rated. She was not like a normal woman. She was not a 
pastor's wife. She was not an upstanding citizen. She was not the mayor. She came during the day to avoid people because of her profession or her job or her, uh, that wouldn't sound right. Her, we'll leave it at her job because she didn't want to see people. Ironically, lo and behold, poetic justice, Jesus was there. Hmm. I'm thinking if I'm her, dear Lord of all people, great. And they have a conversation. But when she left her house that morning, she didn't expect to return with her life changed and forgiven. It was an encounter, maybe a happenstance on her part, but a divine meeting with Almighty God. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm simply saying there are people in your life over the next two weeks that they could think it's just an invitation, and it is an invitation, but there are long-term effects if we can get them in contact with Jesus and get them around the Spirit of the Holy Spirit of God. It may take a pony ride. It may take a train ride. It may take some cotton candy. So what? If you go back to John chapter 14, it just took water. It just took water. There was something there that bridged the gap between her and Jesus. What is going to bridge the gap between my family and my coworker or people that I know that are influenced in my life or I influence them? Maybe it's going to take a meeting in the parking lot, a casual meeting. Maybe it takes a concert to, in their mind. But what are we doing? We are worshiping God. We are praising down the glory of God in Old Town Temecula in a public parking lot. What are you doing? I'm trying to connect people at the quote-unquote well. Why? Because Jesus wants to meet some people this coming weekend in the next two weeks. Can you shout amen? And so it was an encounter from the beginning. And the bride was being met. You see, the whale and the bride at the whale is a theme throughout Scripture. Jacob's wife was found at the whale. Isaac's wife was found at the whale. Moses would find his wife at the whale also. You see, the bride is found at the whale. The whale is a place where people come that are thirsty to drink. The whale is a place where there are needs that are being fulfilled. My friend, this church is a whale, but what we're going to do is we're going to leverage Easter weekend and expand the whale, and we're going to make up other opportunities that we can touch people of the Temecula Valley. We need your help. I don't know all your friends. I don't know all your coworkers. I don't know all your neighbors. I know my co-workers and my friends and my neighbors, but if all of us get together and say, hey, there's going to be a day coming up on a weekend for Easter, and my friends are going to meet Jesus, and their lives are going to be changed, and they're going to go home different that weekend. Why? Because I'm identifying who's my one. Remember what Abraham's servant represented. He represented the Spirit of God, the servant of the Father. You may think, why the whale? Because the father's servant always meets the bride at the whale. That's where the Spirit of God meets you at the whale. The Spirit of God meets people in their place of need. The Spirit of God meets people in their place of thirst. The Spirit of God meets people in their place of emptiness. And I'm not saying we're bigger and better than all that, but how many people, think with me for a minute, and let me just slow this down. How many people do you know that's in your life? that have an emptiness. 
I'm going to even go out on a limb and protect them and say it's not their fault. Maybe they've not been to the whale. Maybe they've not met the man called Jesus. Maybe they've not been exposed to this environment. What if you are the bridge, the conduit, the link, the highway from them into the holy of holies that your friend that you care about, your neighbor or your coworker that your buddies with, that you think, you know what? Maybe that weekend that could change their life. All I have to do is get them to the whale. Watch me now, somebody. You don't have the hard part. If you'll get them to the whale, Jesus will do everything else. The spirit will take place. All I got to do is get them to the whale. I don't have to manufacture any water. I don't have to buy any pots. I don't have to go get any camels. All I got to do is get my one to the whale. And when I show up at the whale, Jesus does what he does best. He loves people and he restores people. And he reaches. So this here is very, very important. It's an avenue. To feel the emptiness of somebody that you know. That's where most people meet God. They receive the spirit. And they become a part of the bride. Is at the whale. It's an encounter. It's a meeting. You see. The need. Is not a bad thing. Nor is the emptiness. A bad thing. It's what you do with that need. It's what you do with that emptiness. Everyone has a need. Everyone gets thirsty. Every heart knows emptiness. It's not the need. It's not the thirst. It's not the emptiness. But i got to come back. What am I doing with that need? If I'm okay in my life and my family is pretty much okay, there are people around me that I care about, people around me that I love dearly, people around me that I am fond of, that I want to make sure that their need and their thirstiness and their emptiness in this life can be filled on an Easter weekend. All i got to do is get them to the well. Out of the equation of them being changed completely, out of the equation of them turning around, out of the equation of them being completely happy, you know what? I've got the easiest part of the whole equation. Just get them to the whale. Just get them to Easter weekend. And I want to challenge some of you. Some of you are natural soul winners, and I'm not trying to think you have to go win the world, but those of you that are natural sanguine soul winners... When I say, who's your one, you ought to cross off one and add a whole nother number because your personality lends itself to getting multiple people to the whale. You could have an army of people following you like a bunch of little ducklings. What are you doing? We're going to the whale. What are you doing? I got eight people. I got my buddies. I care about them. I got families. I got neighbors. Here they are, God. They've come to get their life changed. They come to get the thirst quenched. They come to get the emptiness. Mm, Come on, somebody. But there is no one among us that cannot try. Who's your one? That's the minimum. Sister Gidget, who's your six? Brother Tony, who's your nine? Sister Maria, who's your 12? One is the minimum. And you could be backwards and shy and a recluse, but you still know at least one person. And you got two weeks to figure it out. Here's the thing. Let's be fair to our our guest. You can't invite them on your way to the Saturday train ride event. Oh, forgot late notice. I'm sorry. Can you come? Nope. Okay. Hey, pastor, my one didn't come. 
This is what I want us to do. I want us to look at it like, you know what, I've come to help them. With all due respect, I come to save them from their self. They don't know there's empty. They don't know they're that thirsty. They don't know they have the need. The prophet said, hey, I realized I was a man of unclean lips when I got into the presence of God. When they get into a worship service like our praise team can praise down and we get into an apostolic message that changed life, they'll realize, hey, my glass was half full. Hey, I didn't realize I was so frustrated. I didn't realize I was an angry person. But when I begin to size myself up at the man at the well, I realized I was wretched. I realized I was a sinner. I realized I need a fresh anointing. I realized I was on the road to hell, but when I got to the whale and I talked to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I realized greater is he than he that is in me. Why I need to change that and he needs to be inside of me. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Someone shout yes. Woo. So I'm imploring you. I'm asking you to get out and anybody that you care about needs to be your one, your two, your eight, your 12, your 20. What's the motivation? That he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's my motivation. And yes, we are coming out of a pandemic. And things are changing rapidly to the good. And people are hungry for God and a move of God. And it may take you to be that voice for that design meeting that God is working on in heaven. Can I tell you something? You know, when God puts things together, he often uses objects and people and situations. So you, we, we can't, the church would be remiss if it just said, you know what? Well, we'll just have Easter and God will draw who he wants to draw. The Bible says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, all men unto me. Uh, okay. Let me see you start a church like that. No, we've got to do our part. We've got to plow the field. The seed doesn't plant itself. The seed doesn't water itself. The seed doesn't cultivate itself. No, there's a farmer. Now, there's someone that's working the field, that's plowing, that's planting, that's watering, that's grooming. That's Come on, somebody, hear me this morning, please. I'm waiting and looking and expecting for God to look down from the portals of heaven on Easter weekend down into the city of Temecula with Truvine and say, you know what? That's a church after my own heart. I know people are hurting. People are weary. People are discouraged. People are fed up. People are at odds. People are destroying themselves. America's at, 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 its, at its face with each other and fighting with each other. Hey, there needs to be a church of people that believe, hey, if I can just get them to the whale. Come on, somebody. If I can just get them in contact contact with Jesus. God can change their life and they can live at a level that they never knew existed. And then we can say, maybe thank God for the pandemic. Why? Because it woke me up. I realized I was empty. I realized I was discouraged. I realized I was going to quit. And then I got to the well and God made a difference and he changed my life. Mm. Hey, who's your one? Who's your five? Who's your six? And so the Spirit will meet us as it does every... Here's the thing I I know. That if we're not careful as apostolic uh, regular attendees here, we can take the move of God for granted. And we don't come. Here's the danger of an apostolic believer. That we come with no expectation and anticipation and we just wait for it to happen. Why? Oh, because it happened last week. 
And how many times, Brother Blair, have we shortchanged the move of God because we weren't coming with an expectation? Why? Because maybe we didn't have a need at that present moment, so we just did a whole hum through church. Well, that was a good service. But let me tell you something. When you get together with an expectation and a common focus and you bring faith in there as we're working towards an Easter weekend, God's going to do something in this parking lot. God's going to rain down on this city. God's going to rain down on your friends and your family and fill them and touch them and love them and restore them and heal them. Oh, come on, somebody. Who's your one? Someone shout back. Who's your one? Come on, you A-type personalities, overachievers. Who's your 10? Some of you probably do it just to brag. And at this, at this point, it's okay. I, don't, I bless you to do that. See how many you can get. Okay, rub, rub my face in. I don't care. Just bring them. Hey, how many did you bring? Who's your what? 10. Who's my 12? Who's my 20? Who's my one? You have to put a name in there, and you have to work your plan. Because I'm telling you, my friend, when we do our part, mm, this is laced throughout the Scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament to the 21st century church. When we do our part, God and His Spirit never disappoints once we go as far as we can. When we've gone as far as we can, can we invite, we text, we email, we PM, we DM, we do all these things, and then God does his part. But he's not going to do what we can do. He's not going to print flyers. He's not going to get the pony rides. He's not going to make cotton candy. He's not going to do any of that. But when I do all that under the banner, what are you doing? I'm creating a whale that people might, oh, it's a whale of cotton candy. It's a whale of... Mm, And then when we've done our part, what, what was it in the upper room? And there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house, and they were gathered there. And he said, but, but hey, before that, he said, go and wait until you be endued with power from on high. The only people that saw the supernatural, Brother Blair, were the ones that went and did. What they do, they did their part. The scripture tells us that there was started out, and Bible scholars believe that there was about 500 of them that got inspired on that day. Go to the upper room. When it all shifts down, Bible records how many? You know? 120 that day on the day of Pentecost. So where's the other 380? They went home. They went to lunch. They went to the gym. They went to the pier. But watch this. Those 380 didn't experience it on that experience. Why? Because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. God's promises are true to those who do what he's called them to do. And so if God's going to touch anybody you care for, you have to do your part to help get them to the whale. Maybe they don't know where the whale is. Maybe they don't even know how to spell whale. Maybe they don't even know how to say whale. I know I'm going to get criticized the way I say it, but it's whale, 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 oh, whale. I already feel it in my spirit. I'm getting vibes from my family. Oh, whale. Uh, however you say it, just get them there. I don't even care. If it's not gra grammatically correct, who cares? Who's your one? That's what I want to know. So what are we doing? We're creating a whale. So here's my question for you. 
when you identify who your one is, or your five, or your twelve, when you identify that, in the middle of the next two weeks, okay, here's what you need to identify. We know corporately that the whale is going to be on April 3rd and April 4th. We know that. That's what the church is doing corporately. But here's what you have to find out over the next two weeks. You have to answer this question. Where's your whale that you're going to meet those people? Sister Gidget, is it in a break room at work? Is it in the basket return at the grocery store? I'm going to challenge you. I want you the next two weeks to identify where your whale is. That you and that person will interface and interact and communicate. And wherever that whale is, is where this is going to work. But if you look for the whale, watch me, you'll find multiple whales, Brother Renee, because maybe there's going to be one in a doctor's office. I've always said my natural personality is not a sanguine. I'm a DIY sanguine. Danielle, I have to work on it. Comes a little easier now. Pastor Mark, my wife, they wake up in the morning and they're sanguines. Please, go back to sleep or don't talk. Those are sanguines. And everything's funny. And every day's a party. And everyone's their friend. And they invite everybody over. When times don't matter. But probably most of us aren't like that. But we've got to be concerned about our loved ones. And we've got to push back maybe our against our natural personalities. But I'm not even asking you to go up to strangers. That's not even what my point is. My point is that you're going to congregate with somebody that you know, that you're comfortable with in the next two weeks, and that's going to be their whale with you. It's a bridge. It's a halfway point to Easter weekend here. I drive my wife nuts for a lot of reasons, but let me simplify for this. We'll just be walking. And I said, you know, I'm going to practice my sanguine skills, Fernando. We were over at the pier a couple weeks ago at Oceanside, just walking through, and there's this guy, shorts, bandages on both feet with slippers, bandages on both arms, and with, I guess, his girlfriend. He's just walking down the pier like this. My wife goes, I wonder what happened to him. I said, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Why? Because I'm a sanguine. What? I'm practicing my sanguine skills. Just cut me some slack or keep walking. We, they, don't, they don't know we're together. She goes, oh, you're embarrassing. If you keep walking, it won't be embarrassing because you won't know me. Now go on and get. 
Let me do my thing. I'm honing my pastoral skills. So I said to him, hey, you hurt yourself. Yeah. I'm surprised you're out walking around on the pier. I need fresh air. Now, I think I know, but how did you hurt two feet, wrist, ankles, and hands at the same time? You know, I was in a motorcycle accident last week. Hey, I got my motorcycle license too. They're called M2s. Did you know that? I could probably ride your. Well, you probably wrecked it though. What are you? I ride motorcycles. What happened? I said that's the biggest fear. So we start conversing, going down the pier. Where's my wife? Nowhere in sight. Look at me now. I'm a sanguine. So I walked down the pier with him a little bit. Man, you, you're lucky to be alive. I've been riding motorcycles for years, and thank God this never happened to me. But I always know, hey, if it's me in the car, the car's going to win every time. I'm not asking you to do something that crazy. I'm asking you to find the person at the whale that you already know. And there's no pressure, there's no intimidation, there's no scariness, there's no weirdness, there's no awkwardness. Why? Because you know them and they know you. They know you already go to church. They know Easter comes every year. People know that. And so for your personal whale with that person, you've got to find it this week. Look for it. It's easy. It's easy. Because you know people. And if you're honest, you know people that are hurting. And if you're honest and you care for them like anybody else, we don't want them to hurt. Why is it that we cry when a family member cries? Because we don't want them to hurt. There's an emotional connection. It's natural. People we care about, we want the best for. So who do you care about? And where is that whale? you got 14 days. And the ultimate whale is going to be with Jesus, April 3rd and April 4th. I'm asking you, please, let's do our loved ones a favor. Please, if you care about someone, let's lead them to the whale. And once you get them to the whale, that's between them and God. Let God do his thing. Because if they don't get to the whale, they don't see Jesus. If this woman in John chapter 4 stayed in her home that day and Jesus was just kicking back by the whale, she would have never encountered Jesus. But she had to come out of her environment and go to the whale. God's going to help us. Amen. Stand with me this morning if you're able to, please. Those of you that are watching online, I want you to listen to me carefully. I'm going to pray for us. If you could turn to your left or right and pick up this one card on your bench, your pew, maybe you have to lean forward and grab one out of an empty seat. I want everybody in the building to get a card. If you're watching online, they are on the Facebook pages. You can download them, right mouse, click it, share it, do what you got to do. Go digital. I want everybody in the building before I pray to make sure you have one of these in your hands. If you don't, the ushers or Brother Blair will help you. Anybody that does not have a card, maybe the ones next to you were taken. Okay, everybody, 
Okay. I, I want this to represent your one. And I'm going to pray for the card that's in your hand right now that your personal whale encounter with them in the next two weeks will happen and they will have a spiritual encounter on April 3rd and 4th. Please understand, once you get them to the whale, it's on Jesus. You see, I think I can get people to the whale, but I don't know how to change their life. But I don't have to figure that out. I don't know how to restore their marriage. I just got to get them to the whale. I don't know how that wayward teenager needs to come home or maybe out of juvenile hall. I just got to get mom and dad to the whale. And then Jesus does his thing that he's been doing for 2,000 years with the Spirit. Honestly, I got the easy part. Who do I know that I care for so much that I'm going to do everything I can to get him to the whale? You got your card. It represents a person. I want you to look at it, think for a minute, put a name on it visually. I have three names on mine. Overachiever. Huh? I need two more cards. Somebody have two, two extra cards? Don't give me yours. I know I gave mine to the pastor, so I didn't invite nobody. No, we're not playing that game today. Okay, I need three. I got them in mind. I know exactly who they are. And to tell you the truth, I'm going to be shocked if they don't come. And then after that, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> well, let's just go with shock because they're, they're going to come. So I have three names, one on each card here, and I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to release you to find the whale and then bring them to the supernatural ultimate whale, April 3 and April 4. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.